tell you about a man that I have met. Hey. They call him Captain or Wizard, don't forget. CJ Morgan's his name and he wanted to start a show. So he did. Now you're listening to him on that dang old radio. Man, you corny! I have to go to the dentist tomorrow. I just found out today and I completely forgot about it. And they just moved buildings. Uh, my dentist is about smiles. Very happy to go see Dr. Hoover again. I enjoy finding... It's hard to find medical people that you trust and you don't get nervous about, especially when... And this isn't a commercial, by the way. I <laughs> uh, wish it was. Sounded a whole lot <laughs> like a commercial, I, I would man. be very happy if it was. No problem at all. Dr. Hoover, about smiles. Get at me. Uh, but... You know, when you find someone you're cold and comfortable with, especially when it's a dentist, that's hard. But also, last time I went, I had to have some, like, pretty intense, not necessarily surgery, but I had an entire chunk of, like, old fillings that had fallen out, so I had holes in my teeth. So, I got, I got, I got the gas. Uh, I got the gas, guys. Okay. And it was great. Matt, I know you hate dentist stuff. So yeah, we're going to move on from dental talk. That's why you've been quiet. I, I, have, a forget, real, I have a real I PTSD thing with uh, from when I was a kid uh, with dentists, so I just go into panic when I hear well, about it. Yeah, let's I, maybe let's talk about... I'm worried tomorrow, because they just moved, they might not have the gas, and I don't want to seem like a druggie <laughs> and ask them before I go have these dental Wait, procedures. have you called in and ask to see if you can bring your own gas? If someone BYOG? knows where to get... Yeah. yeah. Will I mean, you it, please show up with, like, Two cases of Ready Whip, and you just keep popping the gas <laughs> off, of the, idea. off of the Ready Whip. Just go find yeah. those dudes that hang outside of widespread panic concerts with the balloons. <laughs> but I, I had to have some stuff done, and I did the most cliche thing ever. And halfway through it, I was happy I did it. And I'll tell you what that was. Uh, they have YouTube TV on, and so they, they're just playing music. So it takes a while for everything to set in. You have essentially someone cleans and preps, cleans your teeth first. Then someone else comes in, and they prep you for the work to be done. And then you wait to till the gas kicks in and you relax. And then they come in and they do all the work. In the meantime, they're playing music on YouTube TV, and it was a little too, I guess the word I'll use is like brill building, if you're familiar with that. It's a little too kind of polished, corny, 60s pop music, okay, 70s uh, music. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, this, I'm not, it just, I didn't like it. So I was like, uh, I was like, hey, can you put it on like a Pink Floyd channel? Jokingly. And then the nurse, she kind of laughed and she's like, actually, yeah. And so she puts it on a dark side of the moon, and she's like, anything in particular? I was like, I, I definitely didn't want the wall right. or that aggressive. Uh. So I was like, I like a dark side of the moon kind of channel. She did it, and then like as the gas was kicking in, and you know how the YouTube playlists have the visualizers? <laughs> I was so into it. This sounds great. And then I realized what I'd done, and I laughed at myself, and I was like, this is so cliche. You need but to- I don't care right now, because I'm at the dentist, and I asked him... A former classic rock DJ. I asked them to put on Pink Floyd. You should <laughs> while I was create, high on nitrous. Create your own DMT playlist. You can create playlists on YouTube. You can. And then when you get there, say, "Hey, can you put on my own playlist?" <laughs> Here, and then you could be like, "Hey, did you know I make playlists and I'm also on the radio?" <laughs> yes, follow me. Here is the problem with that, and I've learned. I don't want to get all psychonaut here, but I've I've learned in my past experiences that. 
making and curating playlists while you're on hallucinogenics it mess it messes it up. I prefer you them said to, to be, be on hallucinogenics when you make it. Just make random. it for when you're on. Oh, okay. So I should it's, make one for you for for the dentist tomorrow. It's still not random though. Why? I like it's random when you have Pandora, Spotify, a radio station, YouTube. You don't know what's coming up next. No person, no human has set and put them together. I, like, sure, I've been to a realize, rave, and you know, you know towards the end of the rave, when it's getting loud, they're going to they're gonna have some sandstorm come on. If it was look. just me making it, it would start off with Comfortably Numb to get you in a good place. Then I would follow that up with Baby Shark. <laughs> then you would get some begging, begging you. And it would turn into a nightmare really fast. Yeah, yeah none, of, none of that. But uh, either way, tomorrow, hopefully they have the gas. And if they do... I guess I'll let someone make me uh, a night. What, dude? You got to do the panic, brah. You got to do the panic. Put on the panic. The Cold War comes to a close. Today's the greatest because yes, just that. The moment the USSR and the United States started to thaw a little bit. Well, I guess a Cold War. Never really got frozen. Never really got hot either. But it finally, on this day in history, kind of came to an end. Uh, Gentlemen, what what do you think it was that finally symbolized the end for the USSR, for the Soviet Union? Um, It could be be many. The the Berlin Wall coming down is probably one of the big ones, right? That's a famous example. That was on television. That was I know that. My grandmother cried. She flew to Germany. She brought home a piece of the Berlin Wall that I still have. I mean, it was was a big deal. Yeah. Uh, There was was an entire uh, coup d'etat that happened in the Soviet Union. That was more big news for them than maybe it was the West. I'm going to guess that... My gut tells me that this is the day years ago when the first McDonald's opened in the USSR. Matt, former it USSR. Was. Are, you really? no, are you kidding me? Not just the USSR, <laughs> but in the middle, in the capital. In Moscow? In Moscow. It really, it really was a McDonald's. I said it as a joke. No, dude. Today in history. Oh, my God. Uh, I feel good. The very first McDonald's goes behind the Iron Curtain wow. and uh, officially... Opens in the Soviet Union. There were lines down the street. There were lines in Soviet Union for every food. And now we have good food. Uh, now, when it comes to the end of the USSR, the Soviet Union, whatever you want to say, um, there were still a couple of more years where it was it, before it was dissolved. So it was still official. There were still people that wanted to keep the old rigid system together. Yeah, After and eventually all, they regained power. I mean, kind of, sort of. <laughs> not, not even kind of, sort of. That's where it, it That's went. That's one of the things, to A lot of people, it never. the Cold War never, never ended. ended. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the guys that got there... Stalin and everyone after him, they were killing each other. Like, yes. all the secret, yes. secret army guys would have an assistant that would Whoa. eventually kill them, and then that assistant would eventually... Like, it was nuts. It's not Game like today Thrones, when no man. one is falling out of... Uh, accidentally falling out of windows. I onto, guess... Onto a pile of rice. And- <laughs> I mean, this was a little more... <laughs> was it? They, was what I'm mouth. saying is, I'm not sure that... that other than the fact that there's no more Soviet Union, I'm not sure that Russia yeah. hasn't returned to its old McDonald's, Soviet self. Ronald McDonald could only keep them at bay for so long. Yeah. Well, he did. And, you know, <laughs> McDonald's in Moscow serves a plutonium burger. Well, people have been calling for freedom, the end of the USSR, for a, lo- a long, long time. It started happening slowly when, you know, different uh, satellite countries, Romania, Bulgaria, mm-hmm. Ukraine, like all that started having issues. But... Uh, 
finally, the people were done themselves. How, how big of a political statement was it to the Russian people to go and eat at McDonald's? I don't know how big of a political statement it was for them. I'm sure it felt pretty cool. I, I wonder how much I would love to know, and I wonder if they make a movie one day about how much the American government had to play in uh, the McDonald's in the McDonald's opening. I bet the you know the CIA and everybody was involved in like, hey, we're getting the McDonald's open yeah. because it's the ultimate. Spiking of the ball. I'm sure it was huge. And as far as uh, average citizens asked about it being a political statement, it wasn't. They just said it was a nice treat. Yeah. It was literally yeah. a nice oh, treat. Uh, last question nice. I got to ask about the, this day in history with the first McDonald's uh, ever, ever behind the Iron Curtain in Moscow of all places. Uh, how much did it cost? To the average for like a, like a, just a regular burger, yeah, not in not in rubles, not in but how much of, of like a week's salary probably? Absolutely, several days' wage to to have yeah. the basic easy kind of sweet treats because they they also wow. had the shakes, um, they had Big Macs, they had they had all of it. They they brought everything there. Did they have decadence? The, did they have the playscape? I don't know, but it would be cool. <laughs> if, you know how they have those outdoor playscape castles? If they made one look like the look like the uh, the Kremlin, the Kremlin, yeah. and had all the oh. little Domes and colors and stuff like that. I was picturing like more of like uh, some uh, obstacle courses, like a boot, well, boot camp or something. Yeah. The one thing that made it really thematic uh, is uh, they got Grimace really drunk on vodka. Absolutely. <laughs> it was a blast. Today on this day in history, just remembered America triumphed again thanks to the corporate power and good old Mickey D's. We have a problem, and I don't think there's a solution. It's time for parent pickup. It's Matt Bearden back with the parent pickup here on the CJ Morgan Show. Is the problem you did not bring us any of the toys you talked about yesterday that, or something else? That's part of the problem, CJ. Oh, man. Uh, I wanted to feel those squishy balls in my hands. Now, this is a thing that, while it affects mainly, it's going to sound at first like it affects parents and uh, and children. It actually affects all of us if you, I don't know, go anywhere, do anything, or have any other contact with other human beings. Uh, I, this picks up, you know, I have a lot of news sources, a lot of uh, stringers, uh -oh. liars in the fire out there. A lot of sources there. Uh, it turns out that uh, one middle school teacher, <laughs> two days ago, she's writing. That's she why Matt said meeting guys in parking lots late at night. Exactly. That's uh, for the news, yeah. honey. Yeah. Oh, sorry I'm uh, late. I was, uh, never mind. Can't one anonymous teacher is reporting on a board that I'm on. Deep that throat. Around half of her school is out sick right now. Oh, man. And says, hey, it's probably coming for all of us. In that same thread, I see other teachers from other schools saying, yep, out sick, out six. But they also are talking about, <clears throat> look, we pay our schools by their attendance. How many students are there? How many days out of the year? That's how they get paid. And one of the issues there is that a lot of schools... And when I say a lot, some are pushing this idea of no more than four. No more than four absences. They want you to try to reduce your absences. That's pretty just, nuts. It is pretty wild. Here's For an entire nuts. year? Where it's nuts is we should not be encouraging sick kids to go sit in over-packed classrooms. I don't... I'm going to be honest with you. Same with work. I don't care about the kids. Oh. I don't care about the kids getting sick. The kids get sick and they bring it home to me. And then you and get I'm a sick. big baby yeah. when I'm sick. I don't like being sick. Yeah, I've heard you kind of got to be like your wife has to take care of you. It's a big ordeal. There was a chunk of pneumonia that started spreading last year that mm -hmm. started 
in school and then went to hospitals and was pretty bad. Well, like in North Texas. I don't know of a way that schools, I mean, you don't want to send all funding to a school that has atrocious attendance. Um, So I guess they do need to encourage kids to come to school, right? But also... Four days is pretty ridiculous. I mean, even... Even uh, if you have a crappy job as an adult, you get probably 10 days a year to take off. I don't know what sickness a kid can get that they can be back in school in less than two days, three sure. days. I mean, they're I mean young. if a kid gets flu, they're out for five days. Yeah. That's just the way it's going to be. And I don't want you really encouraging your feverish kid to show back up. It's already tempting for parents to drop their kids off at school a little too early because, uh, and I'm in this same boat because it's babysitting you you gotta well, work you, you got can, stuff to do that so sounds like get... a slag to call it babysitting i just don't i don't have a seat of the pants child care i mean my kids are older now so if they had to stay home now they granted i'm in a to. i'm in a place now where they're finally both of an age that they could just stay home alone but two years ago I wouldn't have known where to just suddenly at the drop of a hat early in the morning to find someone who could sit with a kid. One of the parents would have to do that. That's yes. a, yeah, and I didn't then mean someone else would have to stay home, the, and we would have to lose uh, hours at work. And it, you know, it, it's not great. Well, it's just something you get used to too. It's not just like a babysitting thing. It's something you have to readjust to if it gets taken away from you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, you, you could also saying? not have kids. Well, That's you know that late. feeling that oh, you guys have. It. Yeah, you it's too that, late for that. That feeling you guys have when you're like at a restaurant or something, and you see some snotty gross kids standing near you and you're like, I want nothing to do with that kid? Correct. You're right to have that feeling. Uh, when people <laughs> yeah. say, oh, I can't believe you don't love adorable children. No. no kids are, are, just are get you breeding sick. factories for, for disease. Yes, they're <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Stay away from them. But uh, all the more so when they're in school, I don't know what the solution is. I don't. I'm actually this today. I'm just using this as a bitch and moan segment. That's well, fine. I think. But I, I feel mean, like you're speaking on behalf of a lot of the parents out there that are suffering from a similar thing. You know? I'm also speaking on the behalf of young single people sure. who want to go down to rainy and party it up, but they can't because they're running a fever because they were near a niece or a nephew. I mean, maybe uh, in yeah. schools you got to go back to a little <laughs> bit of that kind of strictness you had during COVID, where if you're a teacher and you see a kid might be running a temperature, you send him to the nurse's office if the nurse. Finds they have a temp or something, they send them home. How did you guys ever go to a church growing up? Oof, yeah, yes, kind of, not bit. really. Sometimes churches had these cry rooms where if a kid was crying, there were speakers piped in there, but a mom and dad could take the, the kid in there, and you could still hang out in there, and you're kind of still Listen to the in church. church. Yeah, just do but, one of those at school. Have one room. of those at school. And if a kid has a slight fever or runny nose, they all so go to the supernova will be created yeah. there. Guys, where do I get some good coffee in Austin? I, I don't even know. It's a sad state of affairs when my morning coffee routine, if if before I come to work, I'll come to work to get coffee. I don't have a coffee shop. I don't have a place to go. You don't have a regular coffee hat? You, you don't have don't. to be here in the morning. I would think you would go to a coffee shop. to Not at all. I come here to get coffee because it's free. Oftentimes I'll do that. I get yeah, and uh, sad. The coffee here is terrible. It's poop. It's not good. It's, it's not really bad. I, don't, I wouldn't blame the beans as much as the machine and the... Well, the gross yeah. urns yeah. that are never clean. But, but point being, yeah, it's not great coffee. But uh, you know what it is? It's coffee. I don't. I don't drink it because it's delicious. Call those pictures urns. It, it, called them urns. He did. Well, you <laughs> know why? Because so cool. they used to have ashes, ashes in them. Yeah. That's oh, why it taste. tastes that way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Austin was just named the 13th best coffee city in the United States. What? Um, I t- I feel like we should be shooting for higher than that. And um, you know what the mark of a good coffee is? Is I'm 
never been there. I'm hanging out with family and people in town. They're like, let's go to, I'll use Joe's Coffee as an example. I take a couple of sips and suddenly I got to go number two right away. When I find places like that, you, that's what I love that coffee. What does that when, mean? It means it is, <laughs> it's called the Vegas response it or means, something, isn't it? Say, it? That sounds like conditioning and your body just knows what it's it ready. Yeah, to me, it's a high Pavlovian. caffeine breakfast blend. <laughs> Which breakfast blend means it's it's uh, it's the beans aren't as roasted, so it's super caffeinated. It's very light, and it just hits your lips. You're awake, and you got to go. I think they have great coffee at a place called Barrett's in town. And now they've opened a second location, uh, uh, Double Trouble. It's a place called Merritt. It comes out of uh, San Antonio. I've gotten good stuff. There's a lot of good coffee shops that actually kind of take it seriously. I used to not care. I used to think people that talked about coffee were embarrassing. or, yeah, weird, yeah. Dude, and I was at a place called Frank. Do you remember they used to serve hot dogs? It was down there. On yeah. the, like, so, and this the, the guy on the other side of the bar was talking to another guy, and they were talking about timing and beans and how long to run that particular bean. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. It's just coffee. And then the kid goes, hey, do you want to try one of these? And I was like, ah, whatever. Sure. And I tasted a coffee, and it tasted like something I'd never tasted ever before in my life. Awesome. It was incredible, and it was like, "Oh my God, what is this?" He's like, "That's, that's why people go crazy." Is what I'm giving to you right there. And I was like, "But is this like some special comes from?" He's like, "No, those are regular beans. You just yeah. if you grind them right and you do it huh. right, and it tastes incredible." So that, that kind of sent me. Are, I guess used to you know cowboy coffee essentially with with the grains in it. That's what I grew up with, and that's what I, that's what I yeah. yeah, black pitch black. It, it's harsh and. Do I want to transition to that? Do I want to know what great coffee tastes like? Or <laughs> no, am I, don't. Yeah, I want to stay here. That's the thing. I, I will say one thing that Austin could use that I've had in other towns, especially when I was on the road as a comic, is they would always have a coffee shop that seemed more like a library than a coffee shop. They may not want to do it here because we already have enough trust fund kids who just sit in the coffee shop all damn day long. So maybe they don't want to make anything more comfortable. But there were several towns that I went to where... The coffee shop was in one corner of an old, like, Victorian house. And all the rooms had been converted into, it was just, like, four seats, really comfortable. And you could kind of disappear in a dimly lit place and be there getting work done all there's day long. A, I a, love that. But I, I, can't, nice. I haven't been able to find that here. Well, there's a place on, uh, it's kind of like this. It's a. It's not a big old Victorian house, but it's an old house, it feels like. It's on uh, Old Torf and Congressy, oh, where, where, the, where that H-E-B used to across be. Across the street where the Wells Fargo used to be. Yeah, yeah, right there. It's been converted into a coffee shop. It's, yes, I didn't know that. It's kind of like, it's a little house and it's a coffee shop. That's kind of nice. It's, it's cool. It's not very big. There is, just down the street from there, there's a place called Colton House, which is uh, actually a hotel. And in the very back of that, there's actually a bar, but the bar serves pretty good coffee. And then upstairs, there's kind of like relaxing places to sit. But ah. I don't have that many days where I get to go do that. You know, I'm at the studio usually a big chunk of hours. Yeah, and then you got kids and a family and all that. You but know? occasionally when I get a little time, I can get into a flow and do way more work. If you're out of place. See, I... Yeah. If I, I'm at home, it's too easy for me to get distracted with whatever else has to be done there. I do in, enjoy it. Um, but to me, it's not the, it's, it's the, it's not the atmosphere. It's, it's not even the taste of the coffee. I don't mind it tasting good or bad. Uh, I mean, I mind it tasting bad. I, I don't hate it. If it's good, sure. I'm going to want to drink more of it, but it's really the effect. If it makes, if I'm Maybe feeling wired and I got to go to the bathroom, like those are, those are the, that's the reason I drink it in the morning. I want to be okay. wired and I want to go to the bathroom, but. but that's why you have to drink it at home, though, because you also have a thing with using the restroom in public. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't really like a loud, busy coffee shop, but the one thing I do like about them, I will say this, is um, I love a place that has a really attractive barista. Uh, mm. Always going to be too young for me. And I'm married. Don't have to worry about it. 
but I love watching all the dudes shoot their shot, and she's not interested. She's not interested. That is a yeah. fun exercise in watching dude after dude try she, to pull on the flirt. She's got and the she, Harry Potter tattoos. And she doesn't want to be bothered. She's like, look, I've been here since 5 a.m. I just want to get through my shift. I don't want to no get hit interest. on. Yeah. But I also am working the tips, and you come in every day, so I'm going to go like, oh, wow, a sugar glider? You got a sugar glider? That's cool, Keith. So here it is. Very simple. Is this Fall Out Boy? Yes. Or no. Think that's simple enough? Yeah. Okay, I love it. here we go. Your first song. Is that Fallout Boy? That doesn't sound like a band that would call themselves Fallout Boy, so I say it's no, it's not Fallout Boy. That is absolutely Fallout Boy. Really? Yeah, that's that's what Fallout Boy Fallout sounds like. That is, yeah. And so that might help you along this if you know what they sound so like. So they're way poppier than I think they are. They, they are. are. They are. This they're is, this the is, most popular out of that genre of the band. I'll say this is their Panic of the Disco era almost. And Panic. They're a lot big, of people confuse. They're that bigger band than as Panic. Well. I would say yes. they're they're much bigger. Yeah, they are the uh, okay. penultimate. Eh, well, when they were doing a little more poppy, interesting. All right. Anyway, anyway, anyway here we go. Next song. That's what I think Fallout Boy is supposed to sound like. Uh, I don't know if you'd go back to back, but I'd say yes, that's Fallout Boy. Matt Bearden, that is not Fallout Boy. That's that is Fallout a yellow Boy. card, and that is ah. not what Fallout Boy okay. sounds like. You're right. you're thinking of the wrong kind of uh, emo. All right, All here right. we go. Your third song. That's emo with violins. Sounds like the first track I heard, so I gotta say that's Fallout Boy. Matt, uh, you will be hearing that artist March 8th at the Moody Center, but it's not Fallout Boy. That was Jimmy. Oh, for three. You really need to go on a streak here if uh, this listener's going to win some How tickets. mad is your fiance with me right now? Because this is 100% her wheelhouse. Not really. She was more into like Ooh. Alkaline Trio and like kind of heavier stuff, too. Uh, I also know that she didn't miss a Jimmy Eats Wednesdays uh, down at the wherever she used to go. All right, here we go. Is that Fallout Boy? I think that sounds like that Diarrhea Chain song. I'm going to say it's Fallout Boy. Okay, yes, that is Fallout Boy. I told you, I Correct. knew everything about it. So I thought you had a better ear for music because Diarrhea Chain is not emo. It's active rock or butt rock. It's not mm. even close to any I'm of this. All I can it remember is, is the Diarrhea Chain not- part of it. By the way, we're talking about, it's a song called The Diary of Jane. Yes. Except the first, the first time I heard it, I said, is he saying Diarrhea Chain? Break- Breaking Benjamin's kind of between where Fallout, it's in the middle between like Fallout Boy and Stained, maybe. Uh, we got to keep going because you only have one correct. And I got to try to get somebody to the show. You got to try to get someone to the okay. show. Who, whoever's on the line is really mad at me right now. Is that Fallout Boy? No, that is not Fallout Boy. That is Panic at the Disco. Yes. Wow. I finally got one. Has a bit of a sound, but no, they are not Fallout Boy. All right, Matt, you are you're now in a roll, two in a row. Let's keep it going. Hey there, Delilah. What's it like in New York? Hey there, Delilah is like something white, stained yeah. white tea. Yeah. So it's yeah. not Fallout Absolutely. Boy. Three. Uh, I'm getting going. going. Running with it. That would be plain white tees. Let's keep going. I plain like stained white, white tees. tees. Yeah. Hey, what am I more likely to find underneath your bed, Spencer? Uh, towels. <laughs> All right, Matt. 
You have to get two out of three correct <laughs> for right. the final one. You have three left. You got to get five. You have three. Let's do it. It just takes some time to build. This is not Fallout Boy. Right. That is Jimmy Eat World. That is Jimmy Eat World. Wow. Someone's gonna Four. get it. Oh, and I'm feeling good. Someone's gonna go. Someone's gonna go. You just gotta get one more. This is where I think you're trying to trick me, because that doesn't sound anything really like the other stuff you've been playing, which means you're probably trying to mess with my brain and make me say it's not Fallout Boy. So I will say that is definitely 100% Fallout Boy. Matt. Yes. That band was uh, mm. equally famous for a very short time as Fallout Boy. It's Good Charlotte. Yes. Unfortunately, or if there was Simple Plan not, and not, Story not of the Year. Fallout Boy. Who was and it that introduced uh, a Good Charlotte one time? Said, "Ladies and gentlemen, it's Good Charlotte or Mediocre Green Day." Oh man! <laughs> Who was man. that that Who introduced them that way? I love stage. that though. Is that real? Uh, yeah, it was. It was like, <laughs> who was it that said that? I'm on the case. As they brought him on stage. God, that was brutal. So I have to get this next one right. Absolutely. You have to get this next one correct. Uh, there are nine total. You've got four incorrect. You've got four correct. God, I, I, our have, listeners are so mad at me right now. You have to get this it's right. Too much, too much counting. To send a listener to see Fallout Boy. Okay. Let's do it. I want to say it's not Fallout Boy, but... Come on, man. You got this. You I'm going to hint. Okay. I think that's a tell from Spencer. I think he's trying to redirect me. I'm going to say that it is Fallout Boy. Absolutely correct. It is Fallout Boy. However, I'm on the radio, coach. I know it all. Unfortunately, Spencer did lean in a little too hard and actually ruin that. So the listener does not get tickets. Oh, man, that's at not all fair. That is not fair. Because you guys cheated. That is Sorry not fair. That. That More is chances not fair. to win Fallout Boy that's tickets not fair. tomorrow. My bad. Did you know? Oh, President Andrew Jackson was gifted perhaps the greatest homemade presidential gift to have ever been received by a president. As radio people occasionally will get homemade gifts from people. Food can be kind of sus. I've had some homemade brew before. We usually get like woodblock carvings with our names or something. But what about this? A fan of President Andrew Jackson gifted him a... 1,400-pound block of cheese. Hell yeah. A New York dairy farmer gave him the 1,400-huge block of cheese. It remained on display at the White House throughout Jackson's presidency. (laughs) Uh, Then during his final party as president, it was uh, devoured by a large crowd. Wow. I'm guessing it was served, but if not, like, what kind of Illuminati Bohemian Grove scene is it if, like, he brings out the cheese and it's been carved into, like, a uh, some kind of... It's like an owl. Yeah, carved into an owl, <laughs> and then they all gather around it and they, like, frenziedly eat the 1,400-pound block of cheese. Mm. <laughs> That's delicious. They uh, probably had some, uh, some dietary issues, I think, after this dinner. They might. You know? Um, I don't know how much... That much Parmesan would probably last a week at my house. Just about. 1,400 pounds of Parmesan? It's a big chunk. It's a big chunk. You would would die eating that, I think. Did you know? Did you know? Hey, Vanilla Ice admits that he wrote his famous ninja rap song. You guys remember that one? Yeah, from the Ninja Ninja Turtles 2 movie. Go ninja, go ninja, go. go. Uh, (laughs) He says that he, he spent 30 minutes 
writing that song on an SP-1200 drum machine while he was in his hotel room. And he got how much for it? Uh, A a huge chunk of change. I actually find that to be amazing that a full 30 minutes was spent on that song. (laughs) I would have given him five, maybe. (laughs) I literally remember the first time I heard it, and I was like, did he really just try to get by with, go, ninja, go, ninja, go? It worked, I guess. When you were a kid. Did you know? Michael Jackson tried to buy Marvel Comics in the early 90s so that he could play Spider-Man in his own produced movie. Can you guys imagine a Michael Jackson a Spider-Man? I think I could imagine anything with him these days. He, he just, get over here. He just got a little too weird. He was the OG industry plant. And then they, Tony they let Stark. go of him. Uh, I'm sorry. You know? Darth Vader was actually Anakin. What? What? Are you serious? Wait, really? Uh, yeah. Is this Star Trek? Uh, did you know during Anakin's transformation into Darth Vader, uh, Anakin's heartbeat can be heard in the background, thump, thump, until thump, thump. Vader's helmet is put on and the breathing starts. Anakin dies the moment Vader is born. Man, that's crazy. Thump, little little thump, background thump. moments of that. But sorry to spoil that movie for you guys. Spooky. That is... That is a bummer, but yeah, Anakin Skywalker is actually Darth Vader. Can I, uh, Ridiculous. Wait, wait, time for one more? Yeah, let's do All it. All right, uh, did you know huh. there's a chemical called tributylin, tributylton, tributylton, and it was once used as an anti-fouling agent. They put it on the hulls of ships to try to keep barnacles and stuff from growing on there. Turns out, highly toxic to many marine organisms. In huh. fact, and here's where it gets really sad, female sea snails... They began to grow giant penises that would then explode. Oh, that's not the good part. Yeah, that is... That's not good. Exploding penises? Uh Uh-uh. Never good. Jeez. Uh, Once scientists kind of pointed this out to everybody, uh, they banned... Try Butilton. Yeah, I, uh, I like that. That was the step when they, they heard the animals' penises were exploding. They're like, "Oh God, that's too far." Yeah, exploding penises. Usually, people go, "Hey, look, uh, I, I, we're not even trying to be environmentalists." And they're kind here. of shooting off like a rocket and then exploding because that's kind of funny. Like, it's not funny, dude. I mean, kind of funny, but not that funny. An old scam has become new again. The internet has never been so easy. The internet. Welcome to the internet where people are discovering a new scam, as they call it, to try to get money from people. And it's not quite as classic as mm-hmm. the uh, the good old, hey, man, I need I just need five bucks to get to Houston, which five is bucks. a pretty good classic scam. I heard that in Amarillo, dude. I mean, it's you're at a gas station. Hey, God, I just need five bucks. I uh, need five bucks to get to Houston. I went to high school in Houston. And I heard it in Houston. And you would say to somebody, you're in Houston. And they'd be like, uh, I meant Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you're already, hey, you already <laughs> made it, man. Uh, but this scam, essentially, I remember as a kid, it involves you walk out of your Walmart or whatever, and there's a woman holding a baby. They always got to have a kid with them. And they're like, hey, could you buy me some diapers and formula? Could you do something like that? Once they've collected enough diapers and formula, they go back into the store return it for a Walmart gift card or, or for cash or something like that. And uh, this is going viral online, and people are talking about how they've seen this scam. And this is a new thing. Uh, this is a, a a Walmart employee confronting someone doing that. You do it all the time. You turn around and you return it. You're ripping my customer off. You need to ask for it now. So they're calling it a new scam, but, man, this is just... 
This is classic. This has been the, happening the classic forever. Hustle. Yeah. And I'm kind of conflicted. And the reason I bring this in is because my dad had the attitude to where he he knew when people were BSing. Right. So he knew, but he didn't care. And I think it was kind of like, uh, well, why didn't you just give him money? And I think it was like, well, they're going through the effort to do this. So that's kind of their, that's their... Well, or, or their, uh, is the argument here that the person asking for money should be more honest and just say, could you give me money for me and this baby I'm with? I, here, here's me and my baby. Can you give me money? What they're saying is a lot of people go, no, I'm sorry. I don't have any money. No, I'm sorry. So but they have to do, if they do this. It certainly yeah. weighs on you more when someone says, could you, is there any way you could get me formula? Because you go, oh, it's for the baby. Yeah. And then but, they're trading it. I mean, you're still giving them. Does it matter? Now, I understand it's creating extra work for the Walmart employee because they're like, oh, we got to run another return. So, Could you just ask for a gift card, please? And you're doing it at the Walmart, so it makes people... So I get that, not soliciting at the place of business itself. I think the reason it bugs me, because I want to be like my dad, live and let live, whatever. Just, sure, if you can give help, and I usually do. But I think what bugs me is that it's not a woman and her family and a baby it's a woman who's told, hey, you go to this Walmart, you stand here, you, no, I understand you go that. to this H-E-B, and I was gonna you stand there here, next. You, you're going to Albertsons and Rand, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, a lot it, of times those assist- are rental babies. Rental babies, rent- <laughs> whatever, or, whoa, they're, whoa, or whoa, they're, whoa. they're forced to do. I'm saying Hold the- on, you can rent out your baby? Absolutely, that's how oh, I'm making, that's my side hustle. hustle. Check out though. my YouTube side hustle oh, page. Man. But I, it, it's more of a grift system than it is like a needy person. Here's and that's where it becomes thing. kind of uh, tough. Here's a sad thing about our penal system. <laughs> penal. Okay. A lot of times you'll see somebody with those pictures when you come up to a light and you'll see a group of women asking for money. Here's a sad thing. A lot of times when you've just gotten out of school, uh, school at a prison and you're on uh, parole, you can't leave the county. And they also kind of require you to be employed. So you have to have a place to live. You have to have some kind of income. And if you don't, then you can end up going back to jail. Most people don't want to hire you if you are yeah, a, a felon, a felon and, and out. Or on and probation. On probation or on parole. You get so stuck happens, in a bad spot. You get caught in a really bad spot. So you can't you rent end a house. Up in one of these houses with multiple people. And then, yeah, you end up having kind of this weird for lack of a better term, like a mob boss who drives you these places and says, put you, you on the street corner. If you don't come back with a by at least $200 this afternoon, we're going to kick you out of this apartment. It's a very tough situation. When I used to do remotes for radio, I started meeting a lot of pe- folks that were homeless, and they're like, I'm completely clean now. I was a druggie when I was in my 20s, but I can't leave the county because I actually want a clean record. I have no family. I have no one who can help me out. So, But I can't get an apartment. So I'm living in the woods. I'm homeless until... I can clean up my record, and then I can go back to Kentucky where I can restart You remember my those life. people that used to have the aggressive notes for that church? Like, that was a whole yeah, scam that yeah. was running for a long time. Yeah. You had the roses thing in Austin back in the day. That was a famous uh, uh, one. And uh, you mentioned the radio station. We had, it wasn't necessarily a organized plot, but I remember very early on in my days... And again, I don't know if I was why I was doing this to be a D, but you know, we'd give away like box sets and DVDs. And I was working at a Walmart remote and I go inside to use the bathroom and I see a listener that was so excited he spun the wheel and won the Who box set standing at the counter returning <laughs> the box set he just got from the station because most of the time those say promotional use only but sometimes and I learned that these like That's certain good, these dudes that would come to all the radio events they would yep. look for the DVD they'd look for the prizes that had the barcodes on them still right. 
So I would start scratching those off because then they couldn't <laughs> return them and get, you know, a hundred bucks for yeah. the Who ball. Oh, man, yeah, I same. love this. This is great. I love I'm a big fan of the Who. You're a real cash I block. love your radio station. I love the Who. I've discovered time travel and it's rad. Greetings, listener. It is now time for Weird or Wired. Is it Weird or Wired? Let us know, friend Matt. Uh, I'm letting you know about, and it's been out for a while now, there is an app called Rewind. Are you guys familiar with Rewind? No, no. but I've used uh, similar technology playing Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. No, different. Is different it like a, on VHS tapes where you e, had to like? No, not that really? either. I, if you guys hang on, I'm going to let you know what it is. Uh, you might have noticed uh, here on 101X even uh, a couple of more what I would call geezer pleaser, old school bangers. I love, for some reason... Uh, music from the past, even from before I was born, all the more so. I guess because it makes me feel a little bit like I got to live part. I get to live part of that time and I wasn't alive or what have you. Hearing so, Depeche Mode makes you think of middle school. I I still love old school Depeche Mode too, and I, and when Ooh. I say old school, I don't even mean like pre-violator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like which the is really bizarre, early stuff because uh, a lot of us younger ones. That's what that's where we were. Nerds. Listening to it. Anyhow, yeah, well, it I doesn't matter. It it was like just, it. They just had one computer in the band. It's kind of fun and interesting <laughs> to hear and go like, what was going on then, right? Uh, there's a guy who used to work for Tidal. That's the uh, high... I guess their their thing was that they were going to... Slack audio stream, waves for... Like higher quality audio. Yeah, it's like audio. Jay-Z's company. I don't know how that's worked out, but a guy left that company... And uh, I think he had some money and just thought, decided I can do whatever I want to. He created this app called Rewind, and it lets you basically go see like what your um, – you know how right now you can go to one of your apps and it'll show you whatever the hot tracks are at that time? Well, you can rewind and see what hot tracks would have been kind of any time between now and in like the 1960s. So oh, cool. does that make sense yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I wouldn't really – it's not really a source for discovering new music. And it's not really a source for putting together like a banger playlist or whatever. But you can discover and, who's sampling well, that music. And it's funny that you get there awesome. because what influenced this and yeah, stuff. Absolutely. It's funny because I was listening to some older music from the 1960s, and my daughter got in my. She truck. recognized it. She said, "Why are you listening to Kanye?" I said, "This isn't Kanye." And she goes, "Yeah, it is." And she brought up a Kanye uh, track, and yes. I go, "No, this is an old preacher from the 1960s." And uh, it, it, it actually brings up interesting conversations, and you start to understand how it is a weird conversation that we're having with the past and the future all the time with music. It's one of the things I love about music. It's why I, I wish, like being around it all the time. I wish we had taught it more. It's actually been fascinating learning about a lot of alternative bands, for example, Nirvana, and how they changed the uh, the music scene at the time from hair metal, essentially, into this different style Absolutely, of rock, for example. Absolutely. Completely changed the musical industry Nirvana did. Uh, including completely bands, changed it. Big bands like the Beatles, where a lot of people, it's easy to dismiss. Oh, the Beatles are so big, they suck, blah, blah, blah. But learning the actual, you know... Zeitgeist of the time. Or, or the, the fights cool. between the Beatles and the Pet Shop, but not the Pet Shop Boys. Yeah, the Pet oh, Shop God. Boys are who they were battling with. <laughs> the Beach Boys? The, the Beach so Boys weird. is where yeah, I yeah. wanted to go. Right. Um, Nerding out. It, it, is, it is kind of a weird thing. I noticed that we had a couple of comments, and I bring it up because this, we had a couple of comments from people who were like, why are you playing, why is 101X playing this old music, right? This is 80s. Like, Some young well, people who are upset with it. And I, I wish that they would lean into it all the more. Everything we've ever done informs the future, and I love looking back at stuff and hearing it and going, oh, so um, The Last Dinner Party, my daughter and I have been listening to a lot of that. She loves it. It is, The Last Dinner Party's album is an album called The Visitors from ABBA. I'm telling you right straight up. If you listen to the two, you'll go, oh, 
This is where the phrasing comes from. This is where the articulation comes from. They may have never even heard that album, but I'm saying one informed the other. Yeah, I um, mean they're pretty sure. musically gifted, so I would. I I'm would, not dogging on it. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm, I'm sure they've they've had that kind of influence. You know what I mean? Like they seem like someone in that band at a young age, was forced to go to piano recitals and listen to and, older stuff. And, yeah. Oh, pay and attention so, to the culture, the art. And the- but yeah, when, I, when, I, when, I, when, I, when their big hit that's out right now first came out, I, I immediately heard it and I was like, oh, what is this? What is this? I've heard this somewhere. I've heard this somewhere. And then after bothering me for days, I was like, oh, wait a minute. I know where I heard this. I heard this in my divorced mom's car when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> it was a, She used to play it on a cassette player, and I, I had to go back and find it. And then I found the track, and I was like, oh, my God, this is oh, this is so cool. Now well, my daughter goes, there's no way. There's no way they stole that from me. And I'm like, I'm not accusing them of it's theft. It's not stealing. I'm it's, saying, you don't understand it, what this is. Yeah. Isn't it interesting to hear how music informs itself later in the future? And what's funny to me is you mentioned like the people bitching about why a radio station is playing you know, because we're doing a lot of like 80s tracks right now. I'm loving it. A lot of like new wave and stuff like that. The reason we're doing that is because we're staying at that where pop culture is right now. Also, you, that, because yeah. you had uh, some, you had a couple of songs on Stranger Things, Running Up That Hill being one, Metallica being another. 80s music, especially new wave, is very popular right now. You had in the, uh, in, in, uh, Last of Us, you had a Depeche Mode song that was right. one of my sure. favorites, but it was very much walking. I think was it Walking in My Shoes? No, it was uh, uh, Taking a Ride of My Best or yes, whatever. Yes. It was featured prominently in that, and then shot up the charts because young kids right now are discovering that '80s music. We're not necessarily right. just playing it because Matt and I grew up listening to Depeche well, Mode and The Cure. We're playing it because kids on TikTok and their parents are both having a moment where they're like, "Hey." This is good. This is why I like this. Plus, it's like the very origins, essentially, around that time. The origins of alternative. Yeah. That's why I like it. It really wow. is. Yeah, that is We're the... teaching you history, kids. I, I would encourage you, after you're mad about the 80s, go back and start listening to the origins of New Wave back in the 70s. Can. Uh, early Tom Petty, believe it or not. Early Cars. There's some really fun stuff out oh, there. Oh, yeah, definitely Early Cars. I yeah. mean, I would say there was even some Bruce Springsteen stuff that got a little A lot uh, of that stuff became super wavy. top 40 later on because yeah. those guys wanted to go make money, and I'm not going to fault them for that. But early on, especially the engineering, you're like, oh, dude, this is, this is, C- oh, okay, I get it. You may roll your eyes at his antics, but we know you're still listening. The C.J. Morgan Show on 101X. <laughs>